Hi, we're the Mage, and you're listening to the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is always rock. Yeah, yeah. This is the JFJ Conspiracy, where the shop talk is rock. This is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. I'm Frank. And I'm Jerry. <laughs> and conspicuous by his absence is our co-host, Jim. That intro is a little thin without Jim in it, isn't it? It sure little is. little thin. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you tell our listeners what's going on with Jim right now? Well, folks, out in conspiracy land, uh, Jim is an avid bicyclist, I guess is how you pronounce it, as the, you know, the bike, the shoes, etc., uh, does a lot of puts a lot of work in, and uh, he had an accident about a week ago. Broke both his arms, yeah. and uh, y- you know that's our buddy, folks. And uh, so he's resting and recuperating as we uh, are taping this. Uh, we miss you, Jim. Hurry up, get back on your feet. I'm not saying get back on the bike. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, enough's enough. Yeah, you know, at our age, you know, people on bikes or that use bikes, you know, they they blow out their Achilles, <laughs> oh. uh, they break yeah. their arms. Yeah, you know who you are. That's right. These um, things do happen at our age. Yes, so. but get well soon, Jim. We miss you. Uh, hurry back. Right. Love you very much. Uh, yeah, Jim. Please, uh, we're wishing a speedy recovery for you and. and uh, Hoping that uh, you recover full, and uh, from what Gail says, you will be uh, rebuilt, bigger, faster, stronger, mm. and um, Bionic Man will have nothing on you when it's all said and That's done. That's right. Two Bionic Arms. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means, but I don't know. two Bionic Arms is good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we've got a couple of bands to present tonight, um, but before that, Jerry, I want to talk about, uh, was it last week? You were in Vegas, right? Yes. Why don't you let the listeners know what's going on? Yes. Saw one of the Beatles, Paul McCartney, at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. All right. Uh, No Way Dude is 77. (laughs) Now, we had nosebleed seats, but it didn't matter because it's freaking Sir Paul McCartney. Right. Uh, Put on a great show. He'd done a show the night before, same venue, Mm -hmm. and I think this was two dates before his uh, Dodger Stadium show. Uh he's had the same band. Laura and I love the, that's my wife folks. Uh, Laura and I love watching his DVDs. We have a rock show from the mid seventies during the wings era. Oh, yeah. We've got a DVD of him in Oh two after nine 11, uh, one in Oh five. And since Oh two, he he's had the same band, right. which to me goes a long way. They absolutely nailed it. Apparently the night before Steven Tyler, uh, joined him on stage for Helter Skelter. Right. He didn't the night we were there last Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful show. Um, and, and I look, you know, they have the big screen so you can see up close, but sometimes I, I look at him right? and there's no way he's 77. Yeah. He, he moves, he moves like he did back in the day. He's got energy. He, he, he's, he's telling stories with, you know, uh, with, with Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton <laughs> was in the audience and, you know, and you're yeah. just, you're just in your head going, heck, that's Paul McCartney. <laughs> So it was a great show, folks. Um, he did a lot of new material. Mm-hmm. Uh, wifey was a little upset. He didn't play Jet, didn't do more Wings. But, you know, 
he even said, I'm going to do a lot more material, and if you don't like it, that's we're going to do it anyway. Right. So he, he was real he was real sassy, and I loved it. Yeah. But, you know, folks in Conspiracy Land, one of the Beatles. That's right. And we saw him. Yeah. Now, a couple mm. of years ago, we saw him at Dodger oh. Stadium. Cindy and I went. Oh, and great. I don't know if he still does it or not, but he did a montage before the show started, and it went back to the 60s. And yes. showed video all the way through he the did. years, all the way to yes. Wings, and then mm-hmm. to Current. And when he came out on stage, um, Dodger Stadium was packed. Yes. And for three hours, basically, people mm-hmm. were singing. They knew every song. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's just amazing that one person, yes, he was a part of a band of four, but one person has touched so many lives. Totally awesome it's an experience. To, it's truly yeah. an experience. To me, to me, Frank, if uh, I remember a couple times during the performance, I kept thinking in my head, if there was ever anybody that was born to pick up an instrument or several, bass, guitar, right. he's playing lead guitar, he's playing sure. lead jam riffs, it's Paul McCartney. Yeah. And I mean, again, folks, I think he turned 77 a week or two before the show. Right. And, and, and there, is no, there was no um, moments during it where I thought, you know, as we've seen in other shows, mm-hmm. uh, oh, this guy's got to, this yeah. guy's got to pack it in. It's time this, to go. The, yeah. Yeah. It's time to go. I know you need the money, fella. Right. But, um, it, great show, great encore, um, did all the classics, mm-hmm. uh, except jet. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, wifey. Yeah. But, um, it, 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 to me, what meant a lot is having the same band. Yeah. As a performer, it's got to mean a lot to have the same cats around you 15, mm-hmm. 20 years Still yeah. rocking, uh, you know, giving winks to each other, and just to me, sure. it's he's got a full band, and it's just it's great. I hope he, <laughs> I hope he keeps going. You know, now what, I got to see Ringo. We got to see Ringo. <laughs> what's so wonderful about it is he gets a an opportunity to play songs that he Beatles songs that he never got a chance to play live, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his band nail it. They, they do. They just knock it out of the park. It's awesome they, to listen to them. It is. It's fantastic. They switch instruments. One yeah. guy goes from guitar to bass and Paul did something, uh, something by George Harrison on ukulele. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it's beautiful. It was yeah. beautiful. It was beautiful. That's great. Yeah. Sir Paul McCartney. So next, like you say, Ringo, if, if uh, his all-star uh, band comes around or something like that. Love, peace and love. Yeah. I don't know that I want to sit through a couple hours of Ringo singing. I know he has other people come out with him. That's the thing. Yeah, that, he, his vocal chops are no, you know, uh, you know. But it's to know, say you saw him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Darn good show, Paul McCartney. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, now switching gears. Um, you know, while you're off in Vegas, and Jim's on a magical mystery ride. Mm-hmm. Or, or trip, whatever you he might was, want to call he, it. He, yeah. <laughs> he tripped on his ride. Is yeah. what I'm out uh, <laughs> busy remodeling the house, you know. So what we have is Dominic uh, the intern brought him in, and he went down to Ontario, California to check out Judas Priest and Uriah Heep. And if you saw one of our videos earlier, you saw that uh, he did a little check-in from the auditorium. But I did a quick interview with him, get a little review of the show. I want to play that for you now. Yeah. Well, all right. Joining us now on the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast is Dominic the Intern. How you doing, Dominic? Great to be here, Frank. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, what you've got for us this week is a report on the Judas Priest and Uriah Heep show in Ontario. Um, how was it? 
in just a few short words, it was amazing and, of course, very kick-ass. All right. Um, tell us a little about Uriah Heep, how long they played for and uh, uh, how they looked on stage. Well, Uriah Heep, I have to be honest, never heard of him before this concert. Did not know they'd been around for 50 years. <laughs> and uh, you know what? They haven't aged a bit. They sounded amazing. They played nine songs, so for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, played a couple of uh, tracks from their uh, their new album, which is called Living the Dream. Living the Dream. Living the Dreams, yeah. So they opened up with Grazed by Heaven. Good opening track. And they played a lot of their stuff from the early 70s, like uh, Easy Living right. and um, Stealing. They, they put on a great show to start the night. All right, so it got the, uh, the crowd going, huh? Yeah, they did. All right. So then let's talk about those headliners, Judas Priest. How was that? Oh, <laughs> my first time ever seeing them, and it, they did not disappoint. All right. Yeah, they were really good. It was well worth the wait. Uh, I didn't get into Judas Priest until about 2005 when Angel uh, Retribution came out. Mm-hmm. So the song I was looking most forward to was Judas Rising. Right. And they played that, and, you know, my skin... The goosebumps raised, and I was just like, okay, I'm so glad I waited all this time for this because it was so worth it. They played songs from several albums. They they had about a 19-song set list, played for a little over two hours. Well, that's great. Yeah. So tell me, did they bring out the Harley? Oh, yeah. They they brought it out. They played Hellbent for Leather near the end of the night, and... Rob Halford just rode on that thing, put his fist in the air, got the crowd riled up yet again, and they just closed the show off after that. So Judas is Rising is your was your favorite song for the show? Yeah, my favorite song overall by Judas Priest, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any, any moments where you could have said, eh, it's time to go to the bathroom, or was it just energy all the way through? Oh, it was energy all the way through. Even when they played out in the cold, which to me was probably the slowest song mm-hmm. on the set list because you know they got the, the the synthesizer going on in the intro. Right. I was on my feet the whole night. I had my head banging, you know, <laughs> I had my fist pumping. So I, to me, there was no low point. They, right. they they were still rocking. I'm sure as like as they were back in 1980. All right. So you're you're looking forward to. Uh... Uh, we got word there may be a tour next year with Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. That's correct, yeah. So uh, I would imagine that would be at a little bit bigger venue than over there at the Toyota Arena, but looking forward to that if that actually comes through. No, same here. Cannot wait. So what's next on the list? I know you're trying to see a bunch of the great metal bands. Uh, what's next on the list uh, for your uh, concert-going pleasure? Well, some of the uh, potential suitors, if you will, uh, we got Dokken lined up at the Claremont Canyon, or the Canyon Montclair, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Kiefer from Cinderella, Blue Oyster Cult. Um, I did actually see uh, an event uh, last minute, actually, where uh, Cheap Trick will be uh, co-touring with, I guess, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top, mm-hmm. three bands who I haven't seen yet. So mm-hmm. if I can knock three out in one night, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm trying that'd be to... good. Yeah, I'm trying to get all this whole list of bands that I want to see that I haven't seen yet. Right. So that's the goal here. All right. Well, we'll make sure we check back in with you and uh, get an update. And uh, we'll look forward to the next report from uh, Dominic the Intern. That's right. Stay tuned, folks. All right. Thanks a lot, Dominic. We'll talk to you later. Thank you very much, Frank. (laughs) Bye-bye.
that's our report from Dominic the intern. <clears throat> and, Great uh, stuff. Yeah, he he's getting out there and going to a lot of the shows that uh you know, he wished he saw years ago, but yeah. he was too young. He was um I was going to say 19 whenever Psycho Circus came around, that was his first concert. Was that 96? Oh, I don't know. 98. 1998 was his first show. 96 oh. was the reunion, and they came back with Psycho Circus. So okay. He's been into the, a lot of good music ever since. He's seen uh, quite a few good bands since then. So Yeah, it sounds like it. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, speaking of bands of yesterday, how do you mm-hmm. feel about the whole Ronnie James Dio hologram tour? Do you want my honest opinion, Frank? That's why I asked. Folks out in conspiracy land. Hello. <laughs> you know why? Because he's, God bless him, but he's passed away. Yeah. He's not alive anymore, folks. So how do I tell my mates, you know who I'm going to go see tonight, bruh? Who's that, Jerry? Ronnie James Dio. Right. But didn't he die, bro? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, who, who? Unless the wife and relatives are strapped for cash, I can see that. That's all I can see. If if his wife and whoever is, is uh, you know, tough times, I can see it. Mm-hmm. But you got to answer me this, Frank. Who, who, who does the money go to? The person that created the hologram? The person that filmed the right. show to begin with? Does it go to Ronnie James Dio because he's Ronnie James Dio even if he's dead? <laughs> I mean, if they're going to do that, I tell you what, I will go see. If they do a hologram of Evil Knievel. You want to see him finally make it over the snake? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's been done since then, folks. Some yeah. Doug Danger, whoever, Actually, Eddie Brown, whoever did it. Yeah. But no on the hologram stuff to answer your question. Yeah. No. Negatory. Negative. Uh, well, yet. If- if that's not bad enough, I know uh, I, I also read Jimi Hendrix is going to be making a little uh, appearance here and there at certain shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not down with it. I um, guess we're just not experienced, are we? Apparently not. <laughs> According to Dio's yeah. disciples, and that's some of his ex-band members who are involved in this, and yeah. his wife or ex-wife, Wendy, I don't know if they were still married or not, but she was also his manager, but it makes the media makes her sound like um, compared to Sharon, a- uh, Sharon Osborne, you know, um, she's just a straight devil, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I personally, I was fortunate enough to see Ronnie with rainbow by himself with wow. Sabbath, heaven and hell. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm one of the people that say, why would I want to go see a video basically, you know, of, Ronnie playing with other guys who are playing live. Mm. And um, to me, yeah, to me, Frank, sorry to interrupt. It's just like re re re, uh, mastering your album and then having all your crap demos on it. (laughs) There you go. Changing it up. A hologram of (laughs) a a deceased rock star is the Uh same as re-releasing a classic album that's been remastered and remastered and having like eight or nine demos on it. Yeah. I was sitting on the beach in my speedos when I wrote this. I don't care. It, it I don't, just I don't care. It just smells of cash grab. You know? Yes. And yes. even if the family is strapped, and if that's the reason, there's got to be a better way. You know, 
because this is, I, I think this is the ultimate disrespect to the memory of Ronnie James Dio. But, you know, I've yeah. read several articles um, on both sides of the camp who some people are fighting for it. They say it's a good thing, especially the younger kids who never got to see him. You know what? You've got a television, don't you? you got YouTube. He's all over the place. You can buy DVDs of him live. Yeah. You, you can, uh, you know, I, I, again, I would do it if it was Evil Knievel. <laughs> if you had an Evil Knievel hologram, and he, uh, yeah. I might do it. Other than that, no. No, yeah, Frank. No. no. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Again, if, it's, if, if the family's doing poorly, which I don't know. Again, my, right. my take is uh, who gets the money? Who, yeah. who you know. You know who came up with this hologram stuff? Yeah. Do, do they get a cut? And is it a cut from Dio's estate? Is it a cut? Yeah. No on the hologram, folks. No. Yeah. I hear you. That's Well, that's two no's. <laughs> Where's Jim? Wish we had Jim. Yeah, well, he couldn't do Talk that because his arms are broken. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Love you, buddy. <laughs> oh, I can't resist. <laughs> I that's why we love you, Frank. <laughs> Hi, Chihuahua. Uh, oh, my goodness. Anyways. <laughs> so tonight. <laughs> oh, man. You know, <laughs> karma is a son of a gun. I know. It, I just, it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry, Jim. We love you. <laughs> Get well. <laughs> yes. A little bit later in the show, we're going to be talking about the Sex Pistols. Oh, never mind. What a, Oh, what Here's a the Sex Pistols. Wonderful revisit, Frank. Tell me about it. You you, you picked it, and oh. uh, I, before we even get into it, and I'll, I will yeah. talk about it more then. But when you first brought it up, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I, I don't remember really falling in love with that album back then. Nor I. Yeah. Neither did I. Nope. But I think we're 13, 14. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. No, no, I was listening to Kiss Love Gun. You know, so mm-hmm. that tells you anything. So. Exactly right. Um, Van Halen too. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, Car- Cards debut, Cards second album. Yeah. Before we get to that, uh, we've got some new music to play. Yes, and yes. Uh, uh, we're going to do that. But I also wanted to tell the listeners go back, check out last week's. It was a special episode. It was an interview I got the opportunity to do with Tony Montana, the. Uh, guitarist for Jack Russell's Great White and his he's got his own band called Shadow and the Thrill. He sat down with me for about a half hour, gave me a great a, interview, Frank. Very great. thorough interview. I didn't have yeah. to do anything. He did it all. It was awesome. He he did. Yeah. And thank uh, you. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. But check that out. It's on it's on YouTube. It's on Buzzsprout, iTunes, it's everywhere. Check mm-hmm. that out. Like it, comment, and uh let us know what you think. And then also I wanted to, I'm still talking about Jeff and Soraya from episode 18. Yeah. They are the epitome of what a super fan should be for a band. Yeah. Because they, they love their genre. They love, mm-hmm. and they are thorough about the music that they listen to. I, I, li- I like to think that I know an awful lot about rock and roll and heavy metal and everything else. I don't even scratch the surface compared to how how they are. No, you they know? were knowledgeable, especially yeah. Soraya. She she could she could pinpoint the the song that made it happen. Yeah. So you know, go back. That and, was quite interesting. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Check out episode eighteen, and uh, uh, if you get a chance, check out their podcast, um, Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. Raspberry and Rhyme. Yep, it's well worth a listen. It really is. Yes, 
lovely couple too. Yeah. Lovely couple of people. <laughs> awesome stuff. They're not a couple, but it was a no. lovely couple of people. But they're a co- couple of people. Yeah, and what I like is they they both kind of pinpoint when it happened. Yeah. You know, they they kind of pinpoint when that that, that Paisley sound got hold mm-hmm. of them. And to me, that was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, just Soraya just got it down to one tune by yeah. the Bangles, I think. <laughs> yeah. And it was like that's when it happened. My brother. Mm-hmm. Played it and I listened to it and that was it. And I love that kind of stuff, folks. That's now. great. Well, let's uh, let's check out some new music, shall we? Yes, indeed. Okay. Why don't you tell us about the band you have for us? Uh, Frank got a band thanks to you. Oh. Uh, we Three Kings from Manchester, England. Mm-hmm. Now, again, Frank always says, "Does a band name matter?" Yes, it does. There's We Three Kings. Make sure it's from Manchester. They're on Bandcamp, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's a power trio, power trio from Manchester, England. Oh, got Rich on vocals and guitar, Ben on bass, Pete on drums. Um, you can hit him up on Gmail, we3kingsband at Gmail. It's the number three, not the word three. The The band name is the word three, we3kings. And it's just, these guys are, these guys are, it's just heavy duty rock and roll. You can't believe three cats can put out that type of sound. Yep. Um, they came out, uh, their debut uh, EP is called Embers, and that's where Frank's going to play the tune later called Mama Said off of that EP. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out with an EP in uh, February 2018 called Fire. And uh, they've got two new tunes out, uh, Do It from May of 18 and um, Give It To Me Go from January of 2019. And it's the... The, the little bio is the perfect playlist with uh, Rival Sons, Royal Blood, The Black Keys, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Wolf Mother, uh, Raconteurs, etc. Um, they have tours in uh, Manchester. They'll be in Liverpool. They'll be in London in the summer starting August. But just just three guys that just uh, – it's just – it's great rock and roll. It's a, it it's a little raw, great guitar, great guitar stuff, great, great vocals. Yes, it's awesome stuff. There, to me, there's not a dud in the bunch. Right. Yeah, I listen to both EPs. There's, there's no duds. There's no fillers. There's no duds. Uh, they handle their business. It's great recordings. I don't hear stuff where I think, well, they should have done this. Mm-hmm. They should have done that. Um, we three kings, out of Manchester, England, and they just, they, they just rock it. They just rock it. Uh, another thing I had here was. Uh, it's a. They called them the Manchester Garage and Fuzz Rock Royalty. <laughs> now, Fuzz Rock, uh, I'm, I'm going to look that up. Right. I kind of have an idea what it is, but these yep. cats just explode. They they explode, and, and it's just it's good stuff. We Three Kings, Manchester, England, folks. And the song we're going to play is Mama Said. Mama Said. Let's give it a listen. Yes. <laughs>
I'm going to cut that off there because I don't want you to get all that solo. I want you to go back that and it, buy that stuff. Support that these guys. That is badass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Fire EP and the Embers EP by uh, We Three Kings. Uh, oh. <laughs> I I really <sighs> enjoyed all their music. They uh, No duds. That's no. what kicked my – that's what killed me. Yeah. No duds. <laughs> no that's, duds, folks. All right. And, and I guess you can support them on Bandcamp, and I'm sure they're on other outlets as well. Check them yep. out. We Three Kings. Um, they've got, I think on Bandcamp, you can buy their whole discography, all, everything at once. For like, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know you could do it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, okay. sell, they sell everything at once for 12 bucks or something like Beautiful. that. Beautiful. It's, it's yeah, a Band great Camp's deal. awesome, folks. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Check out Rich, We Three Rich, Kings. Rich, Ben, and Pete, uh, We Three Kings. Check them no out. No duds, folks. No fillers. No duds. Just That's rock awesome. and roll, folks. Oh. Gotta love it. There I you do, go. too. I love this job. Oh, oh my gosh. It's fun stuff. We we really get to uh, mm. explore and share some awesome music. And um, what I've got for us now is a band. They're hailed out of Nashville, Tennessee, but they're actually um, they're scattered all over the place. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida currently. And I'm not even going to talk too much about it. I did an interview with Chris Stone, the bass player. And another guy who sat down and was generous with his information with the band and their history. And I'll play that for you. And uh, it was interesting before I I do put it on is towards the end of the interview, we had finished, we were talking and just kind of chit chatting back and forth. And that earthquake struck and it was the first one. And the little rock and roll sign back here started swaying a little bit. And I said, wait, we're having ourselves an earthquake. And he says, yeah, oh, look at that. <laughs> you sure are. Yeah. He says, we don't have that in Georgia. You know? No, they don't, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so so right now, I'm going to play an interview I did with Chris Stone of Soul Skin. Check it out. All right, now, joining us on the podcast is Chris Stone from Soul Skin. Welcome, Chris. What's up, Frank? How are you, man? I'm doing better. Thank you. um do me a favor why don't you let tell our listeners a little bit about the band and uh where you're located and all that good stuff sure um yeah we're actually located uh in three different states right now um that being tennessee florida and here in uh soul skin world headquarters atlanta georgia um here in the mothership uh but uh, band members matthew marth originally from minneapolis minnesota now living in Nashville, um, also living in Nashville, the drummer, Bobby Burdick, originally from Roanoke, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Hamilton is a guitar player. Uh, he's uh, in St. Augustine, Florida, just south of, uh, of Jacksonville. And uh, I play bass, and I'm here in Atlanta. But, uh, but generally, in the recording of the, uh, of the album, we were actually in four different states, um, uh, Matthew was, was back in his home state in Minnesota. Uh, Bobby was in, in Tennessee and, uh, Jason in Florida, myself still here in Atlanta. And of course, nowadays with, uh, with modern technology and a lot of bands actually do a good bit of this, you can do a lot of recording and writing, uh, at home with a, with a laptop and an interface and plugging in and, and writing songs and, and doing, you know, all of that stuff. So the recording of the, well, at least the, uh, the demo process and the songwriting and everything that went into our new album was done in you know, four different states. And wow. then 
we we connected at one point we connected in Tampa and uh, got ourselves a rehearsal space and sort of jammed through and 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 hacked out the ideas and and put some things together uh, at another point we got together in Atlanta there was a faith no more show here in Atlanta and we actually got together and wrote as one of the songs uh, while we were all here and uh, then we got together in Nashville and just uh, sort of hammered it out with some pre-production uh, there in Nashville before we went into the studio and and cut all of the uh, the drum tracks and a lot of the other tracks there uh, there in Nashville. So, um, you know, that's just it, it's sort of what this album is about. We uh, we actually were have been together for well over 25 years. Wow. Um, yeah, we uh, we all met each other in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, three of us were attending uh, school, college there in Nashville, and uh, Matthew uh, was not attending uh, there. But we did, you know, we needed a singer at that point. So we've been around for a number of years. Right. Uh, but certainly, you get a college degree, um, you know, you you start, uh, you know, the dream becomes a little more of the reality. Right. so to speak, and you sort of separate and you, you have families and, and then your priorities sort of change. And then about four years ago, we just decided that, you know, we have such a strong brotherhood and friendship that we really wanted to get back together and see what would happen. And we really didn't know, uh, honestly, what would happen. Right. Expectations were actually pretty low, to be honest. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, it, 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 the writing process for us, 25 years ago was we all lived in the same house just off the Vanderbilt uh, campus there in in Nashville. And we just, we would just jam in the basement. We would come up with songs. A lot of those songs were based on live performance. You know, we would just, you know, it was just throwing ideas into this big musical soup. And the songs honestly ended up sounding like that. It was like part A plus part B plus Mm -hmm. part C. And, you know, it just, the songwriting wasn't um, as strong as we would have have liked it to be. We were just learning how to do that together, right. uh, for for the most part. And uh, so this 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 new process where we were in four different states and writing the material by ourselves, and then sort of sending it over the fence, so to speak, for other guys to listen to and add their uh, add their ingredients. We re- it really forces you to to be better songwriters right. and really just come up with the almost the entire sort of straw man of a song, um, you know, throwing over a, a riff or throwing over a melody idea to somebody. It's sort of hard to get that context. You really needed to to sort of put it all together. So we felt like uh, the songs on this album uh, were a lot stronger than the, the, the music that we were putting together um, you know, 25 years ago because of that reason. Well, I noticed you mentioned uh, Faith No More. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely hear an influence as well as say Avenged Sevenfold. You know, it Okay, yeah. This this album, guys, for all our listeners, this is a bombastic album. It is it hits you all over the place. It's nonstop. Yeah. I've listened to it thoroughly. I it, it, I don't know if this is a concept album, but it sounds like it. Because, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Every song just ties in one to, an, you know, from one to the next. Great production, guys. Just just awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the uh, 
the production, and we have to give that uh, most of the credit to uh, Chris Granger and James Thompson, who we worked with uh, on this album. Um, you know, James is, is, is in South Florida and has basically been the fifth member uh, of the band for a number of years. Uh, he actually was a, was a key part of the recording of our, our first album 25 plus years ago right. uh, when we all went to, uh, to Belmont in Nashville. Uh, and he's really kept a part of uh, the band and really knew sonically what we wanted to sound like. Right. And we've known Chris Granger for a number of years, and he's had his hand. You can Google him and and see just all of the um, all the records that he's he's been a part of. And you know, it, it was about us working with people that we trusted and that we knew and that had sort of the same you know, idea of what we wanted to sound like sonically. Right. And, um, you know, James and, and Chris really just, uh, really just hit it on the head in terms of, of production for us. And we wanted those, those heavy songs to, like you said, hit you right smack dab between the eyes. Right. Um, uh, but also the, the songs that were, you know, more, you know, mid tempo or, 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 you know, pull back to also be able to have that whole album be congruent to right. your point, it's not, I wouldn't say that the album is necessarily a concept album, right? but to hear you say that it sounds like it, like it is, I think is, is really sort of a testament to, to, to Chris and James and their production. Oh, it's stellar. Um, thank you. Originally we were going to play circle of stone on the podcast. Uh, but after listening to this thing over and over and over, I'm going to go. So, you know, with a nine yard hole, I really enjoyed nice. Enjoyed that song. So that's what we'll be playing a little bit of in, the, um, in just a minute here. Okay. So so being in uh, different states, I, I'm gathering there's not a whole lot of time for gigging. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there's there's not enough money to put gas in the tour bus right. when, uh, <laughs> you know, you have to go to four different spots to, to connect. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I think, you know, when we were when we we're putting together the the the, the concept of, of, of creating an album and really just sort of writing it. Uh, it was really about hitting uh, the goal of the album first and foremost and mm -hmm. to see where that led. Um, obviously, you know, being, uh, you know, the, the ages that we're in and, and the priorities that we have in terms of family, um, you know, going out on tour and, and quitting our jobs, you know, <laughs> when you're when you're 20, um, that's, yeah. that, that's doable. Um, right. but, uh, not, not when you're <laughs> at this point. So the, you know, but the, going back to the live show, really the live show is what fed us originally. You know, you mentioned Faith No More and there's other bands that we were totally inspired by, whether it was Tool or, or, or System of a Down or, um, you know, even, you know, newer bands nowadays, you know, whether it's Queen of, Queens of the Stone Age or, or all of these bands are, 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 you know, they're great live bands. They're, mm -hmm. they're incredible live bands. And, um, that's really sort of what can feed a lot of musical creativity. So it's something that uh, we're not just thinking about, we're not just talking about, we're really putting together, um, you know, something that's realistic, you know, not, uh, not going out on tour, uh, for a number of dates, but doing spot dates and really, um, really sort of trying to tie into that because we feel like that can feed the, the creativity even more. That's awesome. I want to say thank you also for sending me a few CDs. Uh, we're going to be doing some giveaways later on. and um, Caller number 48 to the JFG Conspiracy Podcast. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
because really the record industry is upside down and in a digital age, um, yep. how has the response been so far to uh, Beneath the Dimmer Crown? It's, it's been interesting. I think um, it's really about, you know, back in the day, we were very much DIY. You know, we would go and we would uh, we'd get off school as early as we could uh, on a Friday and head to whatever city it was, pack up the van and go to Knoxville uh, for a Friday night gig. And, and either we'd crash on a couch there uh, or we'd start making our way to, you know, Memphis, Evansville, Indiana, all of these different places. And you know, it was, we'd make our own shirts, we'd make our own flyers, we would, we would do, we would do all of that stuff. And in the digital um, age, outside of just the, the performance aspect, you really do have to work um, just as hard or harder to get exposure from a, from a digital perspective. So, um, you know, certainly anybody with a laptop and and do some partnership, TuneCore or CD Baby or, right. or you know, um, all, all of these, these companies that will put out an album. Right. But um, getting playlisting and getting notice and getting featured and all of these things is, uh, is a difficult thing because there's so much out there. There's so much noise out there. So right. it, it's, um, it's been it's – been, pretty difficult, but, um, we've, we've gotten a number of playlist ads on, on some, uh, in a number of Spotify playlists, Apple music and, and various things. And so, you know, to, to look at those reports and see that there are people listening in Singapore and Poland right. and all of that, as opposed to, um, you know, Clarksville, Tennessee, uh, <laughs> right. is, is, is really interesting. And, uh, you know, we've gotten some, some press and some, some contact from people much like yourself that, um, you know, are, are just interested in, in hearing, you know, what they consider to be good rock music. Right. And, uh, that's really what we're about. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's just it's been fun honestly yeah. and you know like i said we we set this goal to make this album and we were inspired by the music and getting to the end of that and actually creating that album that you that you held there in your hands and and that you can see on everywhere on the interwebs really was the goal for us and we feel like you know when that thing came out at the end of last year we, we felt like we had attained our goal and it wasn't, it wasn't about going gold or platinum or, or getting, you know, all of, you know, these playlist ads or anything. We just were like, we are super happy with this. We're super proud of this. And in a way we've, we'd already just, just met our goal and everything else yeah. is just gravy. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I want all the, all the, again, I'll hold this up. I want all the listeners to check out Soul Skin, check out their new album, Beneath a Dimmer Crown. Um, I'm sure it's on iTunes, like you said. Yes, sir. Every outlet possible. It's digital. I'm, I'm sure it can be uh, downloaded at. Support these guys. Um, you know, the whole thing on our podcast is to get unsigned bands some exposure. Yep. And if, if we can help in any way whatsoever to get you a few more CDs sold, then we've met our goal because we're, we're awesome. all lovers of music ourselves. So. Yeah. That's evident, Frank. And, I, yeah. you know, I would just I, I give you guys credit. I mean, the the podcast, I think, is uh, that you guys are doing is is super interesting because you know, in the end, we're all fans of music. Oh. Right. And, you know, rock music in particular and, and, you know, the the varying 
you know, genres within the rock genre. It's so broad, right? Sure. Um, and what you guys do, I think, is is super interesting. Not only do you just you know, go down a rabbit hole of a particular album, you know, like a Scorpions right. Blackout, which I, you know, I, right. I listened to the podcast the other day and I was like, all right, I've listened to that album probably 10, 15 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm going back to that thing. Sure. Right. And I think, you know, it's that coupled with, um, you know, turning people on to new music. I, you know, years ago you would hear people go, man, there's just no good music right. anymore. And I just, man, I would hate that. I'm like, come on. You're yeah. just not, you're just not taking a little bit of effort. And I think what you guys are doing is really cool because you're shining a light on not just going back and, and listening to an album that may be collecting dust on, you know, on the, on the shelf, mm-hmm. but turning people on to new music. And I would just encourage, you know, people that listen to your, to your podcast and, and they hear these new bands that they like it doesn't have to be soul skin. You know, we know people aren't going to, you know, like us. We know other people are going to like us. It doesn't matter. It's about, you know, sure. uh, your personal taste. If you hear a band that you like, go follow them on Spotify. Go download their music. Go, you know, like it on YouTube. Do, you know, it means the world, especially for these unsigned bands. They're trying their hardest to do what they can do. And just that little bit and supporting them, you know, got to, you know, give them a hundred bucks and, you know, buy a bunch of shirts or whatever, just, right. you know, do what you can do and support them. And it's, I think it's really important. Oh, that's great, Chris. You nailed it on the head of pretty much what we're all about. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on the JFJ conspiracy yeah. podcast and uh, please keep in touch with us so we can got uh, it. see what's going on and what's in the future. All right. Thanks, Frank. All right. Thank you. Well, all right. That's Chris stone from soul skin and, uh, uh, Chris, thank you for the interview. And thank the you very much, Chris. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Soul's good. And mm-hmm. the song I'm going to be playing for you is called uh, uh, Nine Yard Hole. And um, this whole album just blew me out of the water. And um, this one is one of my favorites, so that's why I picked it. Um, but this is Nine Yard Hole by Soul Skin. <laughs>
Wow. Yeah. These guys are amazing to me. And and this that's, is not music for everybody. You know what? No, that's throwback yeah. sonic stuff. That's I, that's unreal that that's current. I, I put that. I love it. I listened the first time with the headphones on from start to finish oh. and had to take a half bottle of Excedrin afterwards because it's just right. coming at you at every angle. Yep. And that's totally meant as a, as a compliment. I, yes. I enjoyed that. Um, that is Soul Skin. And uh, check out. I want to tell you also, Chris was kind enough to send me some CDs. And uh, on the next episode, episode 20, we're going to explain to our listeners on how you can get yourself a free copy of Soul Skin. And the name of the album is Beneath a Dimmer Beneath Crown. Beneath a Dimmer Crown, yep. And uh, we'll definitely um, get those out to the fans who Heck yeah. pay attention and respond back to us. Um. Again, just music all over the place. That's guys, awesome. Yeah, that that is throwback time machine stuff. Yeah, but well, current, if you know what I mean, as far as the oh, sound, very very but current. That's righteous. Wow. When, when, when Chris was telling me how they're in, you know, different states and sending the music back and forth, and uh, it just doesn't seem possible because it sounds so cohesive as a band unit. Yeah, they so, walked into the studio and plugged in. That's what yep. it sounded like to me. I love technology, folks. Yeah, oh, love yeah. it. Mostly, mostly. Mo- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so please check out Soul Skin and uh, again support the bands that we show you guys. If it's your if it's your cup of tea, throw them some dough, buy some of their music, download it. There you go. Of course, this week we're not going to have what's in Jim's fridge, but well, not that, not that he could reach into it anyway. Yeah, no, he'd have to have Gail open it for him. Sure, that's terrible, Frank. You got me doing it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Jim. You know I'm we love sorry. you. <laughs> you know we love you. No, but <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. <laughs> I'm sorry, Frank. Frank, put me up to it. <laughs> I think what we ought to do here on the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast is we're going to start a GoFundMe page for Jim and get him you a should. segue. Yeah. Let, yes. Let's buy him a Segway. I know it's probably not uh, as healthy, but it, for the long or term. A, or an acorn or a lark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Segway, you know, Segway might be, I'm just saying. There might be some balance you know, issues there. Who knows? We'll have, to wind, we'll have to wean him off slowly. Because he's a, he's a pro biker, folks, out in Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. that, dude, that dude bicycles, yeah. like, professionally. It's funny that the, what the Tour de France is on well, as we speak. Uh, Sorry, Jim. I just... Uh, hopefully somebody he's got like, the remote. He's like and, that. Yeah, he's like that, folks. He can, he can, yeah. he can put miles on that bike. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully somebody got the remote and pointed in the right direction for him. Because so. <laughs> he couldn't. He sure couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got something for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. Jim, <laughs> listen, Jim. Uh, there we go. Speaking of evil, can evil, and that's not a hologram. Folks. The bike. That's, that's not a hologram. The bike. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, beautiful Frank. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, he that that usually sits in my studio here and kind of oversees what's going on. So I thought it was great, fitting. Great stuff. Apropos. So, very apropos. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. Why don't we go ahead and move forward on to your classic album pick? Yes. And that is, of course. Never mind the Bullocks by the Sex Pistols. Yes. And I'm <sighs> sure uh, if they were anywhere around right now, they'd be laughing at me for having a CD of their music and not an album. But yeah, that's all you know, I could find. 
they they did re-release it. I think the 30-year anniversary, they released it on vinyl. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, uh, interesting notes. I remember when it came out, folks, in Conspiracy Land, and the thing that got me, Frank, was I don't know if I saw it on TV or whatever, but I remember seeing Johnny Rotten on TV or mm-hmm. whatever they sh- sketch they showed, and he was saying, you know, God save the queen. Yeah. She ain't no human being. And I <laughs> remember vividly at 14, 13 or 14 going, can he say that? Right. <laughs> and, and this is overseas. This is the right. UK. I yeah. just thought, oh, oh, there goes the country. There goes. And when you re-listen to it, it's. I, I had no idea this was the only studio album they did. Well, for that, that that's mind blowing. Incarnation, yeah. That lineup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But they came back years later and did some other stuff. But okay. I. Going back, like you, at the time, I didn't really care for it that much. Neither did I. And, and I think it was Crazy. because it was punk. Hmm. And I didn't understand why they were so angry. I'm a middle-class white kid. I don't have any. I had zero problems in my world. Right. And these guys are singing about rape. They're singing about abortion. Yeah. Abor- bodies. Yeah. Wow. Um, just wow. the 17 and it's about being angry mm-hmm. and, and, and just all these issues that didn't exist in my world. And so Same I didn't, didn't relate at that time. And no. as years progressed and, and now what I find in re-listening to this, I love Steve Jones guitar playing on this album. My thoughts exactly, yeah. Frank, as I'm listening, I'm going, this is, this is fantastic yeah. guitar work. Now, I, I did read that he would go back in the studio after the band left and lay down 15, 20 more guitar tracks to fatten up his sound mm-hmm. because he didn't like, he thought it was too thin sounding. So he Good always stuff. wanted to add more and more. Awesome sound. He, it's, he, it's fantastic. Yeah. And he even played the bass on majority of the album also because. Yes, I read. Yeah. Sid, I read that. Sid Vicious couldn't <laughs> play for crap at he that time. He played bass so. on one song. Yeah. And they trashed everything uh, bodies, else. Yeah. the worst song. Yeah. Other and, than that, no Sid Vicious. Yeah. And I guess they had their first bass player come and play a little bit. Uh, forget his name, Matt something. I think. And, and he I played, got Glenn Glenn Matlock. Matlock played, yeah. played bass on uh, Anarchy in the UK. Yeah. yeah. But the Which rest is, is Steve a, Jones. Yeah. All Steve Jones. Yeah. Steve Jones bass, yeah. backing vocals, guitar. Yeah. So, mm, what, what we're going to do album. is we're going to listen to a little bit. Yeah, um, the album's going to start off with "Holiday um, Holidays in the Sun," which is about Frank, if I may, or sure. you play "Holidays in the Sun." Uh-huh. Best way to start an album off oh, on yeah. the planet. Yeah. This is their first song, folks. On the first side, side one, song one. Yeah. Sorry, Frank. Oh no, "Holidays in the Sun," and, and this Ooh. is basically about them having oh. a holiday in New Jersey, and <laughs> they got, you know. I guess they got basically kicked out of New Jersey and then went to Berlin and it was crappy weather and this is the song and then after that bodies which is just a depressing song we listen it to is. the lyrics mm-hmm. lyrically Let's yeah That's, give this a listen
you go. Those are the first two cuts. Ooh-wee. And you talk about anger and mm-hmm. attitude and angst. Mm-hmm. It's it's rolled up in this whole album with these first two oh, songs. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's just, and like I said, I appreciate it a lot more now than I did then. So do I. Yeah. And uh, moving way, forward. Way more. Yeah. Way more. Oh. Yeah. It's actually, it's funny as. Freaking I, heavy. I probably thought it was unlistenable. In 1977, because like I said, I was listening to Kiss Love Gun and Cheap Trick mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, even Elvis Costello wasn't this angry. He wasn't that angry. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Frank. Yeah. Elvis wasn't even that mad. No. These, these guys were pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I love it. Well, the ne- next two songs are uh, uh, No Feelings, which is actually my favorite cut on the album because... The lyrical content is about being self-absorbed and loving yourself, and right. you know, screw everybody else. And that's funny. That's your favorite, Frank. It's really funny. Yeah, it's son of a gun. And then along with that is uh, <laughs> you caught that, huh? Yeah, yeah. About Forty years ago, bro. <laughs> well, right after that is liar, which was written about their uh, manager. They actually, the guy that put the band together. Um, what was his name? Um, uh, Malcolm McLaren. They actually, I think Sid hated his guts, so he wrote that song about it. But let's give these two a quick listen. No yeah. duds. No, it really doesn't. My gosh. The album moves along with the the song Problems. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
God Save the Queen. Oh, I told yeah. you. I thought, can he say that? Yeah. And, and, and you know what's amazing is I didn't realize he was one of the first vocalists to not really sing. He he did what he spoke the words with the yes. tail end singing at the end of it. Bands weren't doing that at that time. They were still no. singing and um there was a lot of uh debate back then also as who was the first punk band. Was it the Ramones? Were they more influential than the Sex Pistols because they both came out Ooh. about the same time. Uh Ramones were a little earlier. But That's you know a good one. The That's Ramones really one. didn't want to be a punk band. They wanted to be a pop band. Yeah. And and they weren't complaining about the government. No, it didn't seem like they they were cartoon rock almost. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they, they were like happy punk music. Yeah. And I don't think um the the boys and Sex Pistols really had any respect for them back then. No. You know, because it was it was all like I say all about this anger they had pent up. They but, were upset. Well, let's listen to these put next it lightly. two songs. Yeah. <laughs> put it lightly. <laughs> punk musicians and sounds pretty darn good they really do they yeah you know uh they sound um live and sloppy with a purpose and uh i don't think it's the guitar playing that's sloppy at all i, I think it's no if it wasn't for the vocals you, you you could just be straight ahead rock and roll 
you and know? it's clean. It's clean sloppy. It sure is. It that sure makes is. sense, folks. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's it's rough and it's raw and it's street, but it's it's. I'm gonna do a weird cosmic mojo compar- comparison, <laughs> but uh, NWA's debut. Yeah. There just you go. takes me to the same spot. So raw. So so much talent. So much energy, and it's just they captured it. Yeah. They captured it. It was lightning in a bottle for sure. Yes. Absolutely. Well, let's give a listen to 17, which, again, mm-hmm. was about teenage angst and um, probably their biggest song, Anarchy in the U.K., and we'll talk about that one a little bit in just a second. Mm, yes, we will. That song's been redone by a few heavy metal bands. Um, like Motley Crue? Motley yeah, Crue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Megadeth did it. And, uh, Ooh, I got to check out that version. It's it's speed metal. And, and that was mm-hmm. one of the things that um, good old Johnny Rotten said, I think, uh, in an interview once, is these bands, they play all heavy and fast, but they're playing it too fast. Who would think that a punk band would say, you're playing our music too fast? Well, you it, know, it loses uh, stuff. Like Motley Crue's version, I wasn't impressed with that. Not uh, really. It but, was okay. It was a remake, so you're you were thankful for that. Yeah. But uh, no, to me, this original version is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it, I like how Johnny Rotten rolls his R's. He he doesn't say moron. He says moron. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and another thing I want to mention about this album, 
And again, 1977, this thing October. came out. <laughs> Listen to the drums on this thing. They Paul are Cook. so clean. Yeah, Paul Cook. They Paul are so Cook. clean. And Steve Jones. Yeah. Did a great job. Yes. Great Frank, job. Yes. Well, next comes up with Submission, which I think was funny. I read a story on that. It's Submission. It right. started off as an S&M song, and then it turned into a Submarine Mission song. I caught that. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was kind of hilarious. And then after that was uh, Pretty Vacant. And uh, I, I love that, the play on words. Yeah. Oh, so pretty. Yeah. Yep. And and it, and again, this is not really for our show, but listen to the way he says vacant. And you'll understand the punkness of it all. And I don't even know if I put that in this por- portion or not. But if not, read up on it. You will You will get a chuckle. great songs right there mm-hmm. you know listen to that guitar work i've just uh, it's, it's mind-blowing yeah yeah didn't catch it back then no didn't, sure did Did not catch it back then frank no. i want to call jonesy's jukebox and just tell him yeah sorry bro mm-hmm. no kidding because mm. it, it's always it's, a, it's some respect was a long stuff. time coming that's for sure yes 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 <laughs> the last two songs new york and um emi, EMI. Of course, uh, New York is a little tip of the hat to the New York Dolls, and mm. uh, they they wrote about them a little bit. 
and of course EMI about the record company who promised them everything. And it's funny when you think about, especially this band here, they didn't want fame and fortune. They they just wanted to play music. They didn't care about being the number one band in England and all this other stuff. And history kind of repeated itself because the grunge era came years and years later, and it was yeah. the same kind of sentiment without the punk attitude, you know? And uh, these guys, of course, they they were groundbreakers. Mm-hmm. So let's give this I a like listen. it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. So my question to you, what's your favorite mm. track on that album? Uh, I have my notes here. <clears throat> I put best intro ever on uh, song one, Holidays in the Sun. Mm-hmm. I love um, God Save the Queen. I love uh, Anarchy in the, Q- in the UK. Uh, to me, speaking of submission, Frank, mm-hmm. the, the one song on that whole album that I put right here, different, yeah. doesn't belong. Well, you know, they're trying to do that uh, submarine uh, sound at the beginning. Uh, it, yeah, I caught that. It's yeah. a little riffy, you know, and it was a little different from the rest of the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there, there's no duds. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe I, I. On the re-listen, I just thought, what, what a jewel! Yeah. I mean, this album came out this October, forty-two years ago, folks. Amazing. And, and uh, Steve Jones on guitar, what a genius. What you know, all the riffs, the backing riffs, the backing rhythm, the the small leads, leads in leads in here, leads in there. 
But what a what a fantastic album. Oh yeah. What a fantastic album. Never mind the bullocks by the Sex Pistols, folks. No. A lot of times My gosh. We ask, you know, does the album hold up? Oh heck yeah. Well, I'm gonna make an exception. This no oh, album no, doesn't only hold up, it exceeds it, I would agree hundred percent where it was at before. It's gotten better with time. I would agree. Holy moly, how does that happen? Is that is and, that is that we a maturity to, thing on our part? Because the music uh, hasn't changed. It's been us. Well, to me, the quality of the recording, Frank, is aces. Yeah, it's, that, it's that's fan- true. And, and we got to thank, uh, produced by Chris Thomas and Bill Price. Mm-hmm. Uh, to capture that raw energy, you know, Sid Vicious was heroin poster boy. Yeah. To, to, and of course, that's why he only played bass on one song in this album. Right. But Steve Jones, what a what a yeah. find. And and Johnny Rotten, the just... It fits. They yeah. fit together. It's it's a fan, and I would agree with you 100, percent Frank. Th- this album is better mm-hmm. than it was 42 years ago. I think so. Uh, not not even close. It's yeah. it's better. It holds up. Plus, I, I think so. Um, Good question. Yeah, I want to reserve the right for Jim to chime in on the next episode on this album because this is too monumental of a a groundbreaking album not yeah. to have a little input from him because I know he has an awful lot to say about it. Yes. So we'll um, make sure our next episode, we'll give Jim the opportunity. We'll give him the floor. Talk about this a little bit. Yeah. I'd be curious what he thinks because, you know, yeah, we were all in high school together, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Speaking of that, um, the next pick is Jim's, but he's not here. Oh, but wait. He's not even here to raise his hand and say it's my pick. (laughs) He can't raise his hand. Sorry, Jim. Frank Frank started the whole thing, Jim. We love you. I got a little surprise for you here. Let's check this out. Hey, everybody. Jim here with the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, or the Shop Talk is Rock. Uh, Sorry I was uh, not able to participate in this week's podcast. Um, Just not uh, up up to it at this point. But uh, I'm not giving up my pick for the next album. And uh, I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready, Frank? Jerry? Well, all right, fellas, let's go with Sweet Desolation Boulevard. That's the one. So can't wait to talk about that next time. See you guys then. Here we go. I love it. Yeah, that's a I great pick. It. Another one that uh, it's a band that's way underrated. And uh, I, I can't wait to uh, review that album for sure what what a pleasant surprise frank hearing jim's voice because yeah <laughs> we, we can't go a whole show without hearing no him. no no i didn't want to yeah. leave him out at all because he's uh no. he's too big a part of this thing he's uh, absolutely so. he's the first j folks and right. rick nielsen yeah jim's the first j <laughs> no matter what rick nielsen says yeah cheap yeah. trick over bicycling i'll take cheap trick <laughs> yep yep <laughs> that's two of us anyway good job frank yeah wonderful <laughs> job yeah well, all right then, Jerry. That uh, we've had quite a bit of an episode tonight, uh, considering just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you you carried it well. Appreciate it. Yeah, I hope uh, your back we, doesn't well, hurt. We have to. No, well, we have to for our buddy Jim. You know, we uh, this show is nothing without Jim, folks. Uh, thank you, Frank, for that little audio cut in because that makes it all groovy now. Yeah, great. It makes it all groovy now. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, I hope your back doesn't hurt from carrying me this last hour. But no, you're uh, the carrier. Uh, yeah, hardly. Yeah. I appreciate no, it. I I'll tell you what, though, if there's nothing else left on the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast this week, um, what do you got for us? What, what, what do you have to say? Uh, the shop is closed, but keep rocking, folks. Keep rocking, folks. All right. Good night.